Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. He is my Redeemer, my Savior. I trust the Lord even though I'm dying. I'm under attack from all my enemies. I trust the Lord, I trust the Lord. I bring it before you and your throne. I ask you to release me from the clutches of Satan and his demons and his children of Satan. I pray to the Lord for redemption from hell and the torment that I am under. I pray for my brothers and I pray for my sisters in Christ across the world. I give you glory, I give you praise. Amen. Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire, time after time. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood, and what He did for me on Calvary is more than enough. Oh, I trust in God, my Savior. Saisha from God FM. Ah, well, I thought I'd give you an update on everything. Um, <laughs> I hope you're keeping well. As most of you know, I pulled God FM only because of the the attacks were so incredibly regular and vast and and so horrendous. Um, and you know. I thought, well, there's no point talking about the Lord when I'm going through such horrendous times. But I might as well, you know, just uh, let you know that this trial is so horrendous. And and this is a, a testimony to the Lord of the trials that we go through. And uh, it may feel like the Lord is not with you, but he is with you. He says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. And we must also remember that it's the faithless that go in the pit. So we must remain faithful and give our Lord praise as well in everything. So I want to tell you about what my experience has been about um, in the last few days. Mm-hmm. So I've got um, 
people who have rewired the house so that it causes me pain in my head and all sorts of other things. Uh, the Lord has helped me disable the machines many times. As soon as I disable them, they're reconfigured and working again within the day. Um, what I found is <coughs> with all the additional wiring that they fitted, it has like a buzzing feel in the room. Everything buzzes and your head hurts when you go in the room. It happens in all the rooms now. And also the floor would shake. I haven't got flat shaking floors at the moment. So the Lord helped me and we disabled those things. But um, it's been a real trial. That's all I can say. And I've lost a lot of friends. Uh, in the process I found out that people weren't my friends anyway I found out that friends that, that said they were Christians aren't Christians that they really believe in God I found that there's many people who claim to believe in God and they don't what you also get is you get people who don't like you who pull you down when you're going through the trials as well. So what they will do is, you know, if you've heard something from the Lord, they'll basically accuse you of hearing from demons or being demon-possessed or something. Um, I'm finding there's a real attack on the woman at the moment. Because um, in the Bible, uh, God made Adam and Eve, and he made... Um, them to be one and in unity together. But because of what happened in the garden, Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and Adam did as well. Uh, people have decided that it's the woman's fault and all this other nonsense. This is balderdash. Uh, because I've read all the other books and God didn't actually tell Eve she wasn't to eat from this tree. She was so instructed by Adam. So she wasn't actually ever told by God. So there's one thing you should know. What actually happened is Satan ended up taking our earth away from us because he became our master. Because by doing what we did, we became slaves to Satan. And that's why we're here now in this world. There's a um, passage which Paul writes about uh, the woman submitting to her husband and all of this. Yes, but men also must submit to their wives. I've also noticed that there's no acknowledgement of females within the Bible. So we've got the judge, Deborah, um, and there was also a minister that went round with Paul and was imprisoned, but no one seems to ever remember that. 
And then there's the woman minister who was the first minister ever to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And that was the lady at the well. So um, the other thing I'm finding is that um, everybody wants to be a woman, don't they? So, okay, here's my difficulty. I'm in, obviously, I'm facing my own challenges in my life at the moment. What I've got is I've got the people saying, oh, you must submit to your husbands and all the rest of it. But what we've got is men that mess around with lots of women. They get together with a woman and leave her with a child, penniless, or, or they'll uh, not want her and then they'll destroy her reputation, uh, a bully, if you like, or a psychopath, or whatever. You get that. I've experienced this. Um, and if they don't want you, then no one else can have you. And you can't be happy either. Because even though they didn't want you, you destroyed their world. Or whatever. It's a, it's a crazy old situation. So you've got uh, this sort of free and easy uh, setup, which is, you know, people sleep with people and they have babies. And then women are left to bring up the child. And she has no value at all because she's not recognized within the church or in any shape or form within society. She's a second-rate citizen. I'm sorry, but this is true. And um, if a woman, uh, you know, is left on her own with bringing up children and she tries to set up her own business or whatever, you get men who are jealous and they'll do whatever they can to destroy the woman. Uh, if she's a Christian woman, then goodness gracious, then that's even more interesting because then you get the Christian men who are jealous of her uh, for having a relationship with the Lord because they're not real Christians. Um, and, uh, and if you're a woman minister, oh my goodness, well, then you're going to come under attack people telling you that females are not allowed to preach the gospel. It's a lot of nonsense. So, yes, I've had all sorts. Um, <laughs> but uh, this week, even though I was really down, I was in the town and there was someone begging and I prayed with them. I didn't have any money with me, but I prayed with them. <coughs> and they handed their lives to Jesus Christ. A few weeks ago, I was having the toughest time of my life. It was the worst part of this whole six-month uh, hell ride that I've had. And uh, anyway, um, I was down at the seafront and three people, because uh, I kept preaching, uh, three people, three young lads came along and I started talking to them about Jesus. And, um, well, it wasn't my words. It was definitely the Lord's words because they were far too clever. And so anyway, they handed their lives to Christ. And so even in our, our difficult situations, we must remember to remain faithful uh, and preach the gospel because any attack that you've got is from Satan because he doesn't want you doing what you're meant to be doing. Um, it is a trial and a test. 
Excuse me, sorry, I didn't sleep much last night with all the stuff that's going on. And any sleep I do get is broken or torture during the night sleep as well. So it's not fun. Um, so what we have got is we've got this kingdom, which we are to look forward to. And if you notice, Jesus was all about this new kingdom. The kingdom of God has come upon us, come upon you, um, is upon you. And I like the way he does the past, present and future tense. Uh, but also, we must understand it will be on earth as it is in heaven. If you notice, that's what he says in his prayers. When he says uh, we're to pray, we're to say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but keep us from the evil one. So what does this mean? It means that God's intention is to bring his kingdom here to earth. It's already here. It's inside you. And in sharing the love of Christ, we're unifying the kingdom of God. Don't let the devil take you off on your course on, on some other course. Remember that God is with you and that he's faithful. So today I've had, uh, well, it wasn't a brilliant morning. Um, and the afternoon was not so great either to be honest, uh, and this afternoon, late afternoon, was also really horrible because someone had been in my house uh, again, and so, and I knew it, and I felt invaded, and it's a bit like being raped, um, but this is a repeated thing, so it was really horrid, and then, so I, I had a bit of a cry, I made some decisions about my situation, and I believe that God opens doors and shuts doors. I want to also remind you that in the last days, Jesus said that this will be like the times of Jonah. Three days in the belly. Now, but there's something else which appeared to me. And that is when he asked Jonah to go to Nineveh, to preach the gospel, to preach the good news uh, of the truth and to, to get them to turn from their, their sin and their idol worship and their sacrifices. <coughs> Jonah did not want to go and he went a different way and he went fishing instead. <laughs> and I think this is going to happen with us also. So I'm, I've had a call from the Lord to pick up my cross. Okay. Now, picking up your cross is, sounds simple, doesn't it? Pick up your cross and follow me. But actually what he really means is uh, to, to get rid of everything. Because you can't get through the gate with all the stuff. And I think it's a... The, it's a real testing time, for me anyway, of uh, what is important to me. And uh, 
Oh, well, I have learned that nothing really matters to me anymore at all. And nothing has any, uh, any substance or, or pleasure anymore. Um, everything has got a horrible taste about it. Uh, apart from the Lord, who's been there and gracious and kind um, and loving. And so it's made me want that more and more and realize that uh, material things don't mean very much to me um, because they hold you back. They do. So yes, it's a, it's a real testing time, I, but not just for me. You see, I've also had a lot of pity parties, feeling sorry for myself, thinking this is so unfair. <laughs> but it's God. You know, I found that if things are easy, it's from the Lord. And if it's not easy, then it's not from the Lord. So I think that the Lord is moving me on to new things. But it's difficult because I'm stubborn and I don't want to make change because no one likes big changes, do they? Moving house and uh, divorces and funerals and weddings and things are all very big events in your, ha in your houses and your homes and your lives. So when you've got big movements that are about to take place, it can feel very, very daunting. I'm sure I'm not the only one going through this. Some people can't afford their rent, can't afford their mortgage. Some people are at wit's end with everything. But you see, God always provides a way where there is no way. And this is what's so marvelous about the Lord. So in my tears and crying and a bit of a fit of rage that I had, I realized that I don't like my situation and um, the only reason that I'm in this situation is because I'm in, I, I am not changing it for myself. And you see, we call on God to do things, but what we also got to realize we've also got to take the first step. Huh in things as well. Sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees. If you're in a situation where you just don't know what to do, it's because God already has shown you what to do, but you haven't wanted to listen. There's always a way. And it's also about getting things right and letting the Lord do his thing so it's his glory. So I've always found that the most difficult times in a trial, it's just before victory. So I want you to know this also. But for me, it's a six month trial so far. And it's, um, it's just got worse and worse. Uh, so I found. Um, I think what happens, you see, if you speak the truth about what's happening, 
I think you get put on a hit list. I think that then they come after you. And they follow you around and hack your phone and break into your house and put stuff in your home. Yeah, stuff like this. I think this is what happens if you're a whistleblower or you tell, talk too much about what's really going on. And you know what it confirms to me is that the world is run by Satan. So today, while I was out in my sort of horrible afternoon, I got talking with this guy um, who said he didn't believe in God anymore. And so we got talking about why he thought this and he was saying it's just so many bad things and all the rest of it. And I was saying, but yes, this world is run by Satan. So, of course, all the horrible things that happen are from Satan. So where are you going to go when Satan causes problems in your life? Only place is God. I said before you'd have to go and see a priest or go to a church, but now you can have a one-to-one relationship with the Lord and you can call on him. It doesn't mean he's going to answer your prayer, but it means you can do it. You can talk to him. You have to remember God is very powerful and and to be feared. So in my situation, the Lord sent help to eyes supernaturally to unwire all of the extra wiring that they put in. But the third time I got impatient. And so the Lord has now left me to it. <laughs> and so I must struggle uh, and pray and give him glory because it's a it's a fearful thing to come under the judgment of God. It is. Um, and all we can do is pray to the Lord that he has mercy on us. Now, we are all under judgment of the Lord. Sorry to give you the bad news about this, but, you know, we all followed pagans and idol worship. You know, when you celebrate Christmas and birthdays, this is all pagan stuff. Yeah, it is. So... We all need to change our ways and follow the Lord. We don't want to follow this other Jesus that Jesus talks about. Who's this other Jesus? Well, I think this other Jesus is the Jesus in a manger. Jesus in a manger uh, where they go on about Christmas. Because this is Santa Claus, which is Satan. And... Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December. So this is a mockery of Christ, giving presents to each other at Christmas. Why? Well, because we had the three wise men who went and gave gifts to Jesus when he was born. And they followed the star of Bethlehem to find him. And this was God in the flesh who came here and died on the cross for us. So instead of acknowledging Jesus, what we do is we saturate it and make it not important by sending each other presents, which is a real shame, isn't it? And if we're sending each other presents, what do you think that does for the Lord? 
it doesn't glorify the Lord in any shape or form. Thanking Santa or asking Santa to send you presents when it's not even Santa who's going to give you the presents. So we're lying to our children and deceiving them. So if you're one of those people that celebrate Christmas, have a good think about what you're doing, lying to your children and buying each other presents on a day that they say is Jesus' birthday because it's actually a mockery of Christ. When they sing Noel, they're singing No God. But anyway. (laughs) (coughs) My thinking is that uh, we're in the judgment at the moment of the Lord because we didn't follow the Lord. When he rescued us, we were naughty and we were worse than the place where he rescued us from. We behaved in a terrible, terrible way. And in this way, we've, we've totally let the Lord down. But we wanted a king. Actually, I was uh, listening to it because it was being played on the TV. And when we wanted a king, God was furious, you know, that we wanted a human king because he says, I'm your king. But if you want a human king, fine, you can have a king like all the other pagan nations. I think this is where we went wrong. But anyway, we had Saul and then uh, Saul wasn't very good. And then the Lord anointed and appointed David, King David, um, as a little boy. And he had to wait until he was much older to be given the kingship and his role to be fulfilled. And David was an amazing king, the apple of God's eye. And that's a really good thing to know. You know why? Because you know what David did? He actually ended up sleeping with Uriah's wife, one of his soldiers, head of the army, his wives, called Bathsheba, and getting her pregnant and then trying to get Uriah to come back to sleep with his wife so they could pretend that this child was Uriah's. <coughs> and when that didn't work, then uh, the next time they were at war, Uriah was not defended and Uriah ended up dying. Bathsheba's baby also died, despite David praying and everything else for the child. But the reason for this is because that if the child had been born, it would have been born into a sinful environment and um, everybody would have hated this child. But also, the Lord punished David by actually getting his own children to turn against him later in the stories. So there's always a consequence to what we do. That brings me to another thing. You know, our lives, everything we are, is a consequence of a decision and an action that we take. If we are under attack by Satan, it's a consequence of whatever we've been doing. Now, if you are not 
completely full of truth and you've got to sin or something muddying the waters, it gives Satan entry. But also, there is the story of Job where the Lord tests Job to see if he's completely faithful and and poor Job must have had a, such a horrible time when he lost everything and he thought God had abandoned him. So, if he did this with Job, who was faithful to God, he can do it with all of us also. And in this way, it can be a real trial and you can be really stuck to know exactly what to do in that situation. So, my thinking is, always, always come back to the Lord. Even if you've done something really bad, no matter what, keep praying to God that He will forgive you, and He will, because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So, <laughs> there isn't a lot really to update you with, just that the Lord opens the doors and He closes the doors. He's also in control of everything. And I found that the Lord is a bit of a show-off as well, in a nice way. When your enemies really think they've had victory over you, then the Lord will give you victory. Sometimes he won't actually give you victory. <coughs> I've had it before. When I got hacked last time, all my enemies succeeded. And it was horrible, it was. But anyway, I'm sure the Lord will have dealt with them in, in, them in his own way. But we're not to um, glorify in other people's downfall either. <coughs> so yes, it can seem unfair. But um, I was reading the Psalms the other day. And a psalm came on, and it was Psalm 88. And you know what? When this guy was singing the psalm, because uh, I heard it on the t TV, um, I thought, oh, that's just so me. And I'm going to read it to you, okay? Oh, Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee, incline thine ear, unto my cry, for my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength, free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the deeps. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves, Selah. Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up, and I cannot come forth. Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Wilt thou show wonders? To the dead, shall the dead arise and praise thee, Selah? Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave, or thy faithfulness in destruction? 
Shall thy wonders be known in the dark, and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, why castest thou off my soul? Why hidest thou thy face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. While I suffer my, thy terrors, I am distracted. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors have cut me off. They came around about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend hast thou put far from me and mine acquaintance into the darkness. <coughs> so, for me that was exactly how I felt. And I cried and cried and cried. <laughs> and I spoke to my friend about it. And, and she was saying, yeah, but that's someone who's who's done some t terrible things and God's not answering them. I said, oh, no. I said, no, 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 actually. This is a song or psalm from the sons of Korah to the chief musician upon Mahalalath, Leonos, Mashil, and Herman, and Ezrahite. Who were they? Well, they were the Levites and they were the priests, uh, musicians that uh, David had appointed and then later obviously the descendants became pre the priests musicians we had a whole team of musicians <laughs> with songs and everything else prepared by them and so this isn't someone that isn't God's child this is a child of God that is telling you God's not answering me and he's really angry and I don't know what to do and I'm really upset yeah and there's a lot of this in the in the Bible, and a lot of it in the Psalms. But there's also, straight afterwards, there's always a praise, I found. <coughs> so you've got, oh, please help me. You know, why aren't you answering me? You've got a lot of that in the Bible. And then you've got the praises after he's helped the, the people. So what it tells me is that I'm not, this is not new. There is nothing new under the sun. The fact that I've gone through a trial for six months and the Lord has not uh, brought me to a victory in it and brought it the nightmare to an end must mean there is this is a trial and um, other people have also had trials. And so I can understand it in that way because I know that the Lord is in control. I was also telling a friend, how would you know you can trust somebody unless you test them? So, you know, if you had a million pounds and you wanted to leave it with someone, how would you know who you can trust with that money? Well, you'd test them. Maybe you'd get them to price up getting your property repaired. I don't know. Lots of things like this. Um, so I believe in the, in the same way the Lord is testing us all. And it's better to be tested than, you know, for the Lord to turn around and say, I never knew you. So that's what I think. But also, if you're uh, going through a tough time, it also means that uh, Satan 
has identified you as a threat. And so he's come against you with his cronies as well. And especially if you're preaching the good news and um, spreading the news of Christ to encourage others. If you're telling the truth about what's going on in the world, then I believe you will come under attack. <coughs> I think you're called a targeted individual. Um, something like this anyway. <laughs> but you just find it very difficult um, to do anything. Um, so yes, this is what happens uh, when you do the work of the Lord. The other thing to remember is that all of Jesus' disciples had terrible struggles um, against the opposition. And so, as children of God, we are also going to experience terrible, terrible trials. And I believe the stuff that's happening to me doesn't even touch the sides compared to being in China uh, and worshipping the Lord. Um, <laughs> so, these are the things I wanted to bring you today. Today I actually attended a service um, and while I was there, they thanked the Lord that they were able to have a service. And I thought to myself, well, that's nice, because actually we need to thank the Lord that we are able to worship him freely at the moment in the UK, for example, <coughs> and in the States. But you, the UK is no longer a Christian country, by the way, as well. I wanted to tell you this. <laughs> Um, because it isn't. It's, um, it's, well, only God knows what it is. But, as I say, I haven't prepared a sermon because there, there's very little reason for me to pr prepare and document all sorts of things. And my, my phone line is tapped. It has a, a device on it and they hack my Wi-Fi, and they hack all my phones, and they hack all my emails, um, and and they cloned my phone and SIM card. I can't stop these people from what they're doing. So all I can do is try and work with within the parameters of what I have available. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. The Almighty Revelation 1.8. Fear not... For I'm with you, Isaiah 41, colon 10. Love binds us together in perfect unity, Colossians 3, colon 14. That reminds me, if you've got any unforgiveness or issues going on, please look at forgiving all your enemies and people. You've got to love your enemies. You know, it's easy to love people who love you. It's even, it's, but God encourages us to love those that hate us. It's very interesting, it is. I tried that with one of my enemies and I actually thought, saw them as quite a sweet person. I could see the good parts about them. And so I, I found it really good in that way. But it's difficult. It's difficult, I will say. Nothing can stop God's plan for your life. Isaiah 14, colon 27. And your name is permanently engraved in the Psalms, the palms of my hands. And no man shall pluck you out. Isaiah 49, colon 16 and John 10, colon 28. Where does my help come from? 
My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that's where I put my trust in, and I want you to also. No matter how hard your trial is, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's also suffering the same sort of wrath and difficulties. And uh, and she was saying, oh, it's so horrendous. Uh, and I was saying, I can't believe what's happening. And she said, yes, dear. It's because you're preaching God's word and uh, they don't like it. So they're going to make your life really difficult. I said, I can't believe it's happening. So horrendous. So, <laughs> um, but also if you're in a boiling pot, sometimes it's good to get out of the boiling pot. God's not going to come and get you out the pot. <laughs> he make it so uncomfortable that you have to get out the pot because he doesn't want you in the pot anymore. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. Job 5, colon 9. <coughs> I've also said this before. <coughs> Sometimes the way the Lord works is that if you can imagine you're at a party and you're busy going around chatting to all your friends and the music's going and God's standing in the middle of the room trying to get your attention and he can't get your attention because you're so busy with your everyday chitty chatters and this and that. <laughs> so what he'll do is he'll just get rid of all the other people until he's got your full attention. And he can do this in lots of ways. So I found, in my situation, a six-month horrendous trial of nightmare. <coughs> and I really have had a good old look at everything. <coughs> and I thought, oh, who am I? What am I meant to be doing? <coughs> Sorry about the cough. It's because of all the radiation uh, and uh, electrics going around the house. Makes me very unwell. All I can do is pray to the, God, the Lord that he protects me from it until he tells me what to do next. Okay. I wanted you, I appointed you, I set you where you are. John 15, colon 16. So we must trust the Lord in everything because he is in charge. And uh, no matter how difficult a situation is, you might find that the Lord is actually the one that is opening and closing the doors so that you just feel so uncomfortable that you have to move. <laughs> so I had a dream from the Lord about a new project. Um, so maybe it's time to, to listen to that dream and follow it. So I just want to encourage you that there's always someone worse off also, no matter how bad your situation is. Uh, for example, um, I, uh, a few weeks ago, I was feeling so sorry for myself. I felt so rotten, I did, uh, being tortured every day. So I went to, to town uh, in a total, you know, sort of depressed state. Um, I was confident the Lord will do something in the end. So anyway, I went off to town and there was a lady and she had what looked like a tea towel wrapped around her head, uh, but a black lady. 
and she was crying with her hands over her head, uh, crying in total grief. And I went up to her. I said, are you okay? And she said, no, I'm not okay. And she started crying. And I put my arms around her. And I said, it's okay. It's okay. I've got you now. It's all right. I'm here. What's wrong? And then <laughs> she told me that she'd been uh, thrown out of a three-story building uh, naked and found herself in the in the hospital by someone that she'd helped. And uh, she'd been from hospital to hospital and she couldn't return to her house. Uh, the clothes she was wearing had been given to her by the hospital. She had fractures and breakages all over her. She couldn't walk properly. She was in pain. She was totally disabled in this way. No one would help her. She had no friends locally or anything of this nature to help her. And um, she just said it was just horrendous. So in this way, she just, she just looked like she just had a, a horrible, horrible time. She didn't have anybody to help her and, uh, and she wasn't coping very well. And so of course I said, well, come. She, she hadn't eaten as well. It was, uh, I think it was Monday and she hadn't eaten since Thursday and she was staying in this temporary apartments where she didn't have anything, you know. It was just an apartment and it didn't have kettles, toasters or any of those things to cook with or anything. So she'd really, and no food was given to her. She had no money. She had no phone credit. She had been given a phone to use with no credit. <coughs> and this poor girl just was at wit's end. And I said, well, we'll go and get some, we got some breakfast. And uh, then I took her up to this um, company that helps people with disabilities. And they helped her. And by the end of the day, she was back in her apartment. <laughs> so, you know, there's always someone worse off. There really is. Um, in, in life and across the world. So even in your struggles, it's important to pray for your brothers and sisters because they, there's always going to be brothers and sisters who are struggling to get through things and they don't know which way to turn. And we can help them by praying because God hears all our prayers. He won't answer all our prayers because he's God. And he, his thoughts are different to our thoughts. His ways are different to ours. So who knows, because God is so complicated and majestic and mysterious, what the Lord will do. And I've also found that after every trial, God has made my life even better than it ever was. So, just you've just got to hold on and, and pray. Also, I want to just tell you a bit more about what's going on in the world with things. Okay, so I'm dealing with my trials. What I think is that it's all about electric. I've already told you this. Um, and because we're elect, we're appointed by God and the electricity is an electricery 
believe we had free electricity before. Um, but all of this is about Bluetooth, 5G, Wi-Fi, um, water as well. Um, having Satan having control of everything. I believe the earth is rumbling, but I also think that the torture that the um, the Satanists put on God's children that, that I've encountered makes us more sensitive to what's going on. But we're also, we're always the guinea pigs on what will happen next to the others. So if it's happening to me, then it's going to happen to you guys later because it always does. It always rolls out. So, um, how can I explain it? Um, I've got a friend who, you know, I, I met on Telegram and uh, we, we chatted on the phone. She doesn't actually have much of a profile, so she's not well known or anything. She doesn't really talk much about things. She just got a little local profile on, on Facebook and stuff. And, uh, she's been targeted. And, uh, so her phone's also been cloned, copied, a SIM card too. <coughs> and everything's happening twice. So I think it's happening with everyone. These towers, I believe, are dangerous. I think that Satan is ruling from his temple. I think this is now. Potentially, I think so. I want you to have a good think about it. <coughs> okay, I want to just also explain something. Sorry about the cough. <coughs> Sorry. So, if someone has a demon inside them, they don't know they've got a demon. Okay. And demons operate on a hive mind. So the fallen angels mated with God's children, well, with the children of earth, and they had giant offspring. But they didn't have a soul. They had a spirit and a body. So um, all of the children of Satan have not got souls. and They've just got a spirit and a body. Clones the same. They don't have a soul because only God can create life, proper life. Um, so, <coughs> the demons can occupy the clone, <coughs> I believe. And they can also occupy those that have sold their souls. They can also occupy people who are not God's children and they're on a hive mind and I've noticed it at a big at a very large level <coughs> how do I mean what do I mean okay so there's certain triggers that I found that really trigger me certain subjects certain things that hurt me Sorry, it always comes on really bad at this time. Um, so, um, basically, 
they'll ask the same sort of questions and they'll give the same sort of responses that Satan has in mind because it's a hive mind to hurt you. This isn't uh, <coughs> a coincidence. This is really happening. It's because Satan knows all of your insecurities. He can't read your mind, but he knows what hurts you <coughs> because we're human. <coughs> so you come under attack. <coughs> Please pray that the Lord will deliver me from this. It's a horrible attack, isn't it? I don't have a cold, okay? I don't have a cold. This is a attack from wiring and, and, and things like this, devices and stuff. <sighs> so what you'll find is they will ask you certain questions and they will give you certain replies. So if you have maybe been divorced and you haven't got anyone, they'll say, oh, this that's why no one wants you, because you're like this, that, and the other, or whatever. <coughs> if you've fallen out with your family, they'll go, that's why your family doesn't like you, because or whatever, yeah? Uh, they will always use the things that hurt the most. And, and I've found as well, they'll know these things about me when... Um, they shouldn't even know the things about me. That's why I know it's a hive mind. So I bumped into someone in town the other day. Well, it was about a week or two ago. And I was like, hey. And they were like, hey, how are you? And I was like, oh, I'm going through such a horrendous time at the moment. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I bet you do. Because you must be part of the hive mind. Um... <laughs> Yeah. And also, I believe this is like a matrix. There's not very much that's real. I think that uh, it's it's no good, not great. Uh, I think it's very tricky. Um, <coughs> so, in this way. <sighs> and also, um, I've also noticed the supposed Christians change. Um, and change. I mean, uh, there's a certain streak that I've identified with uh, the demonic attack. And this is it. Uh, they talk to you as if you're their six-year-old little sister. A very demeaning uh, manner. And they also try and undermine you and discredit you in the way they speak to you, like um, like you're crazy or, you know, you don't know what you're talking about or, or whatever else. So this is what I've identified. and uh, And it's helped me to to know because when I recognize those sort of characteristics, flavor and, and personality traits, the way they speak as well, it's the eyes too. Um, and, and it's also about control. They want to control you um, and make you feel like you're worthless. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's hard to explain it without giving you examples. Okay, here we go. Uh, Sabbath day. I celebrate Sabbath on Saturday, Friday night to Saturday night. And there was someone who questioned this. And like, Why are you doing that? Because we were going to watch a movie. Why, why can't we only watch a godly movie? I said, because it's Sabbath. So I can't watch anything else. Yeah, but um, you said that God wanted you to watch this other movie and that's not godly. I said, yeah, but this is Sabbath day. Yeah, but Sabbath day, you don't have to celebrate Sabbath day anymore because of Jesus, you know? I said, well, actually, it's in the Ten Commandments. We are meant to celebrate the Sabbath. No, no, no. No, no, no. Every day is a Sabbath day. This is what you get. So, trying to undermine you, make you question what you're doing. And in my opinion, um, the Ten Commandments were not written for fun. Okay. So, what happened with the Ten Commandments with the Sabbath day when Jesus was here? Let me tell you, in the day that Jesus was here, the fake priests, the fake intruders who invaded, I believe, um, they decided to persecute God's children and use the Sabbath day law against the children of God. So what they did in those days is they had a tax-free day to work on the Sabbath. So if you worked on the Sabbath, you didn't pay tax. That made it even more attractive for people to work. All to encourage those not to follow the Sabbath day. But also, if you were doing anything on a Sabbath day, you would be really in trouble. Um, so Jesus healing on the Sabbath day, he was questioned for doing that. And he said, well, what is good on the Sabbath day? Is it good to heal and do good? on the Sabbath or to do evil. And they couldn't argue with him. So they took it to the extreme. And I found this with many of the um, sort of synagogue types, the Pharisee types, they always take it to the extreme. So when I celebrate the Sabbath, I try and have a really nice day with the Lord as much as possible, but I've still got the everyday things to do. My world doesn't come to a complete grinding halt. But I do everything to try and please the Lord and to show him that I appreciate having him and it's a special day for us both. And that's how I look at the Sabbath day. And I try not to do chores because I don't want to disrespect the Lord. Obviously, with everything that's been happening, it's been very difficult, um, you know, to follow the complete Sabbath laws or whatever else. But... Like I say, these were written for a reason and they weren't written for fun. So those are the sort of attacks that I've come under. Um, and as I say, when you're under attack, your friends will also turn and say, oh, God's angry with you or whatever. And that's happened in the story of Job. So <laughs> I'm probably going to do a Bible study on Job and in a probably one or two parts maybe maybe even more than two parts because it is quite long and go through all the things that happened like a beginning middle and end and what was actually going on at the time um because i think that is a really good example of the sort of thing that 
can happen and we can be put under a trial and not even be aware that we're under a trial. So in this way, I just wanted to let you know that you're not alone if you're having a struggle. There's always someone else worse off. The kingdom of God is upon us. And I believe Jesus' return is very soon. Why do I think this? Well, because everything's happening really fast. So in Isaiah, Isaiah prophesies that when you see a man that's bent over with a big belly, looks like a woman bent over, to a, you know, with a big baby in its belly, then you know these are the last days. We've got that. We've also got the rainbow, which signifies the flood of Noah, but also now they've turned it for COVID, haven't they, with all the NHS in the UK, but also for pride, for the, for the gay people and the different genders and all the other stuff, yeah? So, and it's pink as well, pink colours, yeah? Uh, it's all to undermine the woman because you need a woman to have a baby, you do. So, and it's also the spirit of the bride that says, come and drink from the living waters. So there's a female element here some, somewhere in the Bible. They have, you know, they've undermined us, I believe, in my opinion, because uh, you need a man and a woman to have a baby. And we're made in the image of God. So he must have had a woman there uh, for, for, you know, them to have children. Um, so, you know. He created the woman, yes, possibly, I don't know. It doesn't go into detail. God is very mysterious and majestic, but there is more to this than meets the eye, in my opinion. Um, I think it's good to ask questions and show yourself diligent, worthy, and that you studied as well. So, you know, when the Lord says, be ready, he means read why, and the gospel is go spell. So read all about it. <laughs> please, please, as much as possible, read your Bible. Because I believe as you read the words, they go in your eyes, through your pineal gland, and then through to your soul. And your spirit is ignited with more light because the light comes from the Word of God. And God is the Word. So he's the Word in heaven. And he's the Word in the written form. And he's the Word in the flesh. He's also our head priest. And we're the body of Christ. Now, uh, I was having a conversation with my daughter uh, and I uh, was saying, but there's no body can help me. She went, no body. Yeah, I think Christ is looking for his body. And he's got a head and we need the whole body to be together. So what does this mean? Everything that's thrown at you is to take you away from building your body, joining the body of Christ in unity through love. So we've got to repel as well and fight back those attacks that we get and and unify through the body through love um this is my thinking anyway <sighs> always look on the bright side of life yes uh, and like i say always pray and also i found i started to say to the lord that i'm very sorry that our, our parents grandparents and great-grandparents did didn't follow the Lord because they became more wicked than uh, out of Egypt. Also, Egypt is America and England, as far as I'm concerned. We've got the Babylonian towns down here in England, in Torbay, and in Exeter. Those are Roman cities, which are Babylonian. 
and all of the emblems for the queen as a like a lion dragon and then we've got the unicorn as well uh in chains <coughs> so interesting that and then you've got america with the dollar with the pyramid and that is egypt now so the lord rescues us uh from the north and the most north place if we look at the map is england i believe as in the main center uh nucleus it's also united just like the united states and the united kingdom as in satan untied um so that's what i believe and it's just one of those things that i thought to myself i don't know if it's accurate but uh my mind is always at work but studying the scriptures is important we need to show ourselves diligently worthy um okay so today i was flicking through the bible and i had trouble finding something so i thought you know what i need to learn the books again uh which books go in which order um because i thought i knew them pretty well but i didn't know i didn't really know them that well probably because i've been dealing with all this trauma and i haven't been referring to my bible as a daily thing because I haven't had time to where I normally had a lot of time to study the word and talk to the Lord because of the trials that I've been under I haven't been able to do this and normally I would uh, pick a subject and study it and then broadcast my findings on it so <laughs> um so just like I'm going to do with job um that's how I would normally do it but uh, this time with job we're going to read it and then talk about it um and see how this relates to our everyday and i hope this has helped you you know i want you to understand also that the world that we live in is all about satan the dead the devil is de- dead lived backwards when the kings and queens are coronated why they coronated because they coronate uh, only a coroner deals with the dead when you buy a house it's a mortgage it's a mortuary deed it's a deed of the dead because you can't buy a property from a dead person so satan runs this world but god owns everything got to understand that and he talks about the farmers that he leaves in charge and then when he goes to get send his son um they kill the son and the, but the first he sends uh, some of his servants yeah and so this is in the bible also there's that's very interesting because i think it relates to the earth as a farm and um the shepherds haven't been very good in shepherding so we're lacking in shepherds but the real simple answer is to read the bible yourself as much as possible read the bible because that will give you all the knowledge that you need and i mean i with the, my studies i wasn't taught by anyone i just read the bible and spoke with the lord and i feel the holy spirit showed me everything i needed to know and so if you're really determined then the lord will help you like i would read certain things and i'd say oh, i don't really understand that and I, i wouldn't move on until i got some answers from the lord and i believe in this way the lord was helping me and showing me how to get the right answers 
So I hope this has helped you. I just want you to know that I love you all. And uh, please pray for me, Aisha. Uh, ask the Lord to deliver me uh, from this and uh, to carry me off to my new project as soon as possible. <laughs> we all need to pray for one another. I'm going to close with the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. Uh, big forgiveness for my sins. I know that Jesus came here and died on the cross for my sins. And I pray that you will forgive me. And please direct my footsteps and answer my prayers. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons or anything evil, including tarot card reading, Ouija boards or pagan festivals, ask that you remove any generational curses and break those chains in the name of Jesus Christ. And please bless us, your children on earth. Please, please turn your face from anger to, to joy and peace and give us a chance to try and make up what we've done wrong and uh, to get ourselves ready for your big day when you arrive and that we are worthy. We love you, Lord. We're very sorry for sinning against you, for not following your laws as Moses had directed us. We're very sorry that this has happened. We ask your forgiveness and that uh, you will show mercy on us and give us all blessings. And as children of God, please put us under your protection, under your wings, as you say that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And so by following you and trusting you, we ask that you will give us favor in your eyes and in the eyes of any people we are under the mercy of. I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray for all my brothers and sisters, that you will give them courage, peace, joy, happiness. Give them success in all their endeavors, finances, a roof over their head, and food on the, in their tummies. And to look after them, send your angels to command around them, to command the demons to leave, to protect your children from demonic attack, because the beast is very strong at the moment. So please protect your children and show them that you love them and that you're there for them. I pray this now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for loving me, even though I, I'm a wretch and a sinner. And I don't even deserve you to love me, but I'm so grateful. I don't know what I'd do without you. Mighty God. King of kings, Lord of lords, maker of heaven and earth, the great I am. Mighty Jesus, I thank you for everything. It's Ayesha from God FM. I hope you all have an amazing day. If you wish to find us, please do. Uh, you can email me, admin at godfm.org.uk. Please bear in mind we may be hacked, so you can look for us on our website and phone the number and leave a message. You can also put comments on all our platforms. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome, Rumble, YouTube, and Telegram, GodFM News, GodFM Bible School, GodFM Sermons, and God's Homeschool Network. <laughs> Please do feel free to contact me. We're also on TikTok. <laughs> And, uh, and I'll be very happy to assist you. If you're having a trial, 
um please feel free to contact me you know it's always good to share um and i found that um sharing your problems really helps especially if it's someone that uh, is going through a trial at the same time then you can pray for one another and you know in this way support one another because we are meant to be there for one another um <coughs> and the bible says treat others how you wish to be treated so i pray that the lord will answer all our prayers and show his mercy and kindness on us in jesus mighty name it's aisha from god fm have a lovely day god bless you